Welcome to In the Club VIP, a Kansas Athletic Club production, striving for incremental improvement every day. So we are back with another episode of In the Club VIP. What's up, guys? We got the crew back. We got TJ, we got Nick. Everybody's here. What's going What's up, on? Guys, we got so, Nick's uh, beautiful voice back. Yes, it's oh, back. Boy. And granted, I don't he doesn't have the microphone hooked up, so he doesn't sound as beautiful as you and I T. Yes. Even though <laughs> I think I have Nick's microphone. No, you, you sound fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. We got we got we gotta use all the technology we can to, to keep That's up right. with your voice. So we um we got a fun episode today. It's uh it's something that I have obviously a lot of interest in uh for a couple different reasons. And I, I know the guys here um have some personal history with it, but it's about injuries and more specifically back injuries. So um, Yeah, is it fun? Is it fun, Pat? <laughs> it's it's not fun. It's not fun to go through, but um it's fun to talk about from the other side, I guess, is is one way to put it. So um, I think all three of us, actually, I know all three of us have gone through um, experiencing back pain and back injuries. So we have uh, unique experience and and I know that we're not alone. There's a lot of people out there listening and, and going to to gyms and, and just trying to get on with their daily life that deal with, with this type of pain. So we just kind of want to talk a little bit about it. And I'm going to hit everybody with what they want first. And that's statistics, because I know everybody loves some statistics. Give but, me the data. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the data first. Um, so I was just kind of kind of looking and, and like, this is super, super basic. Like I didn't even have to dig deep. I literally ran a Google search and was like low back pain statistics found on the National Institute of Health Institute of Health that, uh, you know, so actually a couple things that I found one, um, they actually don't classify back pain as a disease, even though it's like a really highly diagnosed thing. You know, you go to the doctor, they say, hey, you got low back pain. Um, and then that's, a lot of times it, they maybe give you painkiller or something like that, but it's really more um, what they define it as a constellation of symptoms. It's kind of a, a vague meaning, but it's like a bunch of factors thrown in together. And I think the, the I didn't want to go into it cause it's like a list of like 10 different things, but you know, traumatic injuries, things like that, uh, you know, sh- stress, um, inflammation, poor sleep. So many things go into this stuff. So many different podcast topics that we could get to. Um, but it's not actually a disease. It's not like, and there are certain cases, you know, if you have, um, you know, you have spina bifida, you have scoliosis, your back pain could become, could become prevalent from those diseases, but your back pain isn't the disease. I just thought that was kind of an interesting clarification. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or, um, is it, would you consider it more like a virus? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, not, we're probably not going to get into that. I don't think it's All a virus. Right. No. Um, get my annual back injury. Right. Right. It's, and that's actually, so that's actually a great point. You know, um, there is such thing as recurring injuries and that's one thing, one of, one of the statistics uh, in there, but it's not something that necessarily just because you have a back injury doesn't have to be recurring. It's not like a seasonal flu or, um, you know, the, the common cold that's like, well, it's that time of year. It's my time for my back injury. That's not something that we should necessarily, um, Except, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. So, a um, couple other stats while we're, we're diving in. You know, the, the, the lifetime prevalence. So, uh, an easier way to put it is out of 100 people, um, low back pain is actually estimated that 60 to 70 out of those 100 people, um, and they put in industrialized countries, which I think is also an important, um, you know, talking point. Um, 
it, it, that's, that's common. So 60 to 70% of just people in industrialized countries deal with low back pain. So it's, it's super common and for many different reasons, but, uh, and, and it's most common between the ages of 35 and 45. And so I, I like, I was telling TJ before we, we jumped on this podcast that I just got mine a little bit early. I, I started at 20, 28. So I wanted to get the, the head start there. I think TJ started a little early too. When was your first, uh, first incident with, with some back pain? probably like 15. <laughs> I've always think I'm, I've always thought I was way stronger than I am. So no, right. I can't even, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. yeah mine well, was, so mine was about 20. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's kind of crazy too. I think we would probably stru- probably skew closer to the, the, the fitter end or the more active end of people, even before, you know, we got into CrossFit or, or group fitness classes, things like that. But, um, you know, it, it, I think that 35 to 55 was kind of surprising to me in that it doesn't have to happen to more younger people, but yeah, that's, that's enough I'm statistics. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually, um, I, honestly, I thought there'd be like closer to like 90%. I feel like every single person I know at one point or another has had something with their back. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I thought it was a little surprising too. Like 60 to 70% is a large number, but you know, that's still four people that are like, no, I've never had any back pain. And, and until, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, oh yeah, what's, what does that mean? Right. But I think the reason for that number, and we can parse statistics all we want, but I think it's probably because of reported. There's so many people out there that yep. have this back pain and um, kind of like TJ said, it's just, you know, it just happens every year and, you know, I wait and it gets better. Right. 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 So um, I think that's enough boring, boring statistic talk for, for this part right now. But I, I, b- before I get into kind of asking you guys about your personal stories, there's just little clarifications that I kind of wanted to make too from like my professional background of being a PT, um, physical therapist, that is. Um, there's many different types and I don't even have the time um, and you probably don't want to listen to me talk down every single back injury. And if you do, comment and let me know because I can do that for you. But the easy ones would be breaking it down between, you know, a traumatic back injury versus a degenerative back injury or, um, and by, by that, what I mean is, you know, trauma would be, you got in a car accident and you fractured a segment of your spine. Degenerative is you sat at a desk for 48 years and you never moved or did anything. So now you have arthritis in your back. Um, that's kind of the, the most drastic example between the two. Other ones could be, acute. It happened yesterday. I was pulling a deadlift and I felt a pop um, versus chronic where, um, you know, I've kind of, I've been dealing with this for a long time and I'm not really sure how it started, but it hurts like hell now. And and I know that. Um, And then the other one is recurring. Like TJ said, it just seems to pop up, you know, um, not necessarily like the same time of training, but it just seems to happen again and again and again. And the lines kind of blur between chronic and recurring. They can be a little bit, um, a little bit blurred there. And then the last clarification I would say is, is it local or are you having like ridiculous symptoms or radiating symptoms? Does your back pain truly start in your back or does it go down your leg? And I think we kind of have some examples from both of you that, that, that tell, tell both stories. So with all that, that backstory, I kind of, I like the stories more than, you know, all the data. I do love data. Don't get me wrong, but, um, T, let me kind of go to you first. Um, Where do I begin? Mostly because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we want to start from the beginning or start at the end and work back because you're, you're actually kind of dealing with some stuff right now, right? Yeah. 
Gosh, I, you know, as you're going over that, like, you know, reoccurring, what I started to think about is typically when I start to see my back start to, I don't know, you get that kind of that that vague feeling in it. You almost know, like something's about to happen. Um, When, when that happens, typically it's during like strength cycles for me. I'm, it's almost like I'm stronger than I am uh, flexible or uh, I'm stronger than I am able to get into good positions. And so typically when I start to see my reoccurring back injury happen, it's because I've like gone past that line of strength to whatever perfect mobility. And Mm -hmm. and once I see that, that's when I start to have some breakdown and start to see kind of that reoccurring kind of that nagging injury where I have to kind of slow myself down, which is, as you guys know, it's hard for me to slow down. Right. Right. And the the kind of the same thing happened this last one where you, you were kind of feeling, you know, feeling okay, not feeling your, your best uh, of all time, but you, you went in and warmed up, you know, probably better than you normally do. And I think it was a Saturday morning, right? And you just did some cleans and felt a little, a little, you know, pull, click, pop, something like that. I don't even know if it was a pop, but you're just like, man, it, 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 it happened again. And I remember you telling me that. So I was like, damn. Yeah, it's, it happens quick. You know, you'll feel good. Uh, Nick, I, I remember it perfectly. We warmed up probably more than we've ever warmed up. I warmed up like I'm in my 30s now. Um, <laughs> and so I felt good. Uh, and it's just one of those things. It's, it's, for me, it's more progressive. Um, it, it, that, it, that wasn't the reason why my back's hurt, right? It's, it's, you know, the last several weeks of not warming up well, not putting myself in uh, doing a lot of your PT stuff that you had me doing to kind of avoid this. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the earth telling me or whatever, telling me to, to get back to, to doing what, um, you know, prevented me from having these injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's actually, go ahead. I was just saying, it's just, yeah, just a, a boom, boom play with the barbell. And, uh, I knew that there it was. So, Right. And, and so since we're starting in the most recent, it's kind of interesting because you, you know, right away, but if you're, you're going back to, you know, a first time happening, a lot of times people are like unsure where you're, you're, you're kind of sitting there. You're like, man, I, I felt something, but it's not really like, like, man, I just injured myself. And, and can you guys take us back to where maybe the first time that you were like, man, that I think I might've just hurt my back, but you're really not sure. Yeah. So um, obviously this time around, I I've experienced this obviously several times. And so, um, when I first injured my back, I actually, actually remember this. So this was my freshman year of high school, uh, pulling a deadlift off the floor, obviously with horrible form. Um, shout out to all the football coaches that don't know how to coach weightlifting. Um, again, stronger than I probably should have been. I ripped a deadlift off the floor, with horrible form. I look like I called it a candy cane. Um, it hurt my back, but, uh, you know, when you do that at that age, you kind of think like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do anything ever again. So from an experience standpoint, um, as I've had these injuries over the years because that's that it, it comes with getting stronger like it just happens um mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to avoid this um but the mindset's completely different um now when i hurt my back i'm like okay i know what i know what i need to do from that standpoint you know i know i need to start doing my my core exercises and, and doing a lot of that stuff and, and kind of slow myself down so the mindset's yeah. different yeah no i i think that's that's a good point because I, I remember um just personally with my, my injury that I had, it was also on a deadlift. Um, it was in a, a competition. One, one thing that I'm, I'm still a little salty about, I'm not a huge, uh, deadlift in competition because it just like competitive juices start flying, man. And you, you 
break down and you couple that. I think mine was a partner deadlift and we just didn't time it correctly. Um, like a teeter totter. <laughs> right, right. And then you just, you got to finish the competition. It was first event. And I'm like, well, I got like five more events to do. And you just kind of grind through it where it's like, man, what, what would have been if I just had been like, I'm good, I'm, I'm done. Um, but yeah, like it, you, you kind of feel something and, and you're like, you know, Ooh, that didn't feel right. And you kind of know what right away, but it's not like immediately debilitating. Um, and that can be tough. So Nick, and I don't actually know if I've ever like personally talked to you about this, um, with your, with your back injury and, and how it occurred. Um, but I do know how you fixed it. So kind of take us back to, you know, you said you were 20 when it first happened, but kind of how did it happen and, and, and what did you do with it? Yeah, there wasn't a, um, there wasn't a moment, there wasn't a pop, there wasn't a thing that I can remember at any point. It was just, um, you know, you wake up in the morning and at 20, you should, you know, fly out of bed and feel amazing. Right. Right. Um, and I, and, and I wasn't, it was like, I was getting up and I'd have to, I like back would kind of hurt. And then like the next day, it just wouldn't sleep well. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night and, and it's one of those like, Oh, maybe it's my mattress. Maybe it's my pillow. Right. And I'd go to the gym and I'd work out and I'd do your standard, you know, I do some squat days, but the reality was it was pretty much all chest, back, shoulders, let's get these biceps, let's get these triceps. <laughs> let's hoop for a couple hours. You know, like that was my normal gym routine. Mm-hmm. If there was any excuse to skip leg day, I was skipping it. Like <laughs> did not right. care. Um, if you, you know, if, if someone said, Hey, let's go run six miles. I'm in like, let's go do that too. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not squatting and I'm not deadlifting kind of things. Right. So, um, just over time, I remember just feeling worse and worse and sleeping less and less. And then the pain started kind of seeping in. I had finished playing basketball and all of a sudden everything just kind of hurt. Um, and so, yeah, went and uh, had it checked out by, um, uh, you know, by the, by, by the doc in, uh, in the military. And he said, you need to go, you know, to a civilian doctor specialist and, and have them take a look at it. Um, and then that's when, they ended up finding uh, some, some thinning discs, some bone spurs um, at various spot locations throughout my spine um, and, and said, you know, hey, we can go in there. We Not much we can do for the thinning discs, but we can definitely tackle the bone spurs and the bone spurs are probably causing, you know, some of the some of the pain in other parts of your body that you're feeling and we can tackle those. You're pretty young. You really shouldn't have them. I don't, we don't, you know, n- not, not much else we can do about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there wasn't really this traumatic incident. Now, since then, there has been, um, you know, whether it's, uh, like TJ said, lifting, a, doing a clean or doing a deadlift. If, if I just get slightly out of position, I can feel it on a rare occasion. It's probably happened twice in the last 10 years. And it's one of those instances where I feel something in my leg and I just stop and that's it. Like I will, I, I, I immediately, I quit two workouts from it. Mm-hmm. Like literally just mid session. Hey, I'm done right there. I'm not lifting anything else. And then like even putting the weights away, like everything's braced properly. Like, let me put my plates back. Let me make sure I don't mess this up anymore. I go home, um, you know, take care of it with, 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 uh, with some corrective exercises and it's normally good within 24 hours. Like that's my personal routine when it happens. And again, twice in 10 years that I can remember. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rare at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the really cool thing that 
was contrasting between your two stories was um, from the sounds of it, Nick, yours was kind of like a, um, what we would call like an insidious onset. Like there's really no reason for it to happen um, that you can, can, can remember. Whereas TJ's was like a very, and a traumatic, I don't, I don't mean like, like to compare it to a car accident, but it was a traumatic incident where, Mm -hmm. you know, you went to pull a deadlift and you injured yourself traumatically at that point. Now I'm not saying you couldn't walk away from it or anything like that, but, um, rip and rip. Yeah, right, right. So very two different reasons for the injury or mechanisms for the injury. And, and if you really look like dig deeper into the why you kind of answered both of the reasons for that yourselves. Cause TJ had mentioned, you know, I, um, I've always had a little bit too much strength for my mobility. Um, or, and, and Nick on the other hand said, I kind of always skipped strength in my legs and, and, and it's, it, it's funny because it's kind of the two opposite ends of the spectrum in that sense. TJ was lacking that, you know, good depth in the bottom position um, or, you know, you know, maybe just not being able to set up in a good braced position for a deadlift. Whereas Nick probably could set up braced for that, but he wouldn't be able to pull it. And, and it's, it basically my main point is, no back injury is alike uh, or the same. You can't necessarily put everybody into a hole. Everybody's going to be a little bit different, um, which I think is um, incredibly frustrating, right? Because you're like, my back hurts. What do I do? And it's one of the the most challenging questions that I have being a coach and then also a physical therapist at a gym because I will tell you, um, and I bet you guys get this too, a lot too, when people come up to you and are like, hey, my back hurts. How do I stretch it? How often do you guys get that? All the time. <laughs> right. It's got to be the, like the number one thing. Like, how do I stretch it? And it's like, I, I mean, I, there, there are things that you can do to stretch your back. But I, like my first answer, my first, the first thought that goes through my head is like, do you need to like, cause sometimes yep. that can be the opposite of what you need. You know, for instance, TJ's, um, was, was more of a disc issue and he's had that kind of recurring over time. And, man, if you, you think your hamstrings are tight, but it's really a disc issue, you're just doing the wrong thing, I guess. Um, you know, like it's, it's like going in and, and saying like, man, I got this scab on my arm and it just won't go away. And then the doctor's like, well, what do you do? Well, I pick it first thing every morning to try to get it to go away. <laughs> so, so Pat, I got, I've got a question. At, yeah. At, at what point, um, you know, using your expertise as a physical therapist, at what point when you have a back injury, would you say that it's time to go and see someone like yourself, go, go and find some help? Like, is it 24 hours of, and, and one night of sleep, do you give it a week? And, and, and if pain isn't resolved in a week is when you would typically seek out some additional assistance. Like, is there a baseline there? I know we just, I know we just got done saying that no two back entries are alike, but right. just trying to give, you know, the audience maybe a little bit of guidance on when they should seek out some, some professional assistance. No, and that, that that's actually a great question. And I actually do get this a lot. And you are right, it is different for everybody. So I like to just collect like little bits of information that I can. Um, for instance, if you're like, you know, I hurt my back yesterday, I'm gonna go, okay, like, you're standing here, you're not crying, you're not laying on the ground, you know, you're not trying to say like, I need to go to the ER. So it doesn't seem terrible. And then they're like, well, I'm hurting pretty bad. So what I would go from there is, okay, this happened yesterday, or I didn't even know today. Let's see how you feel after a couple of days. Your the body is incredible. Most of the time, you you can 
you can heal things pretty quickly unless you're doing what I said, picking scabs off, then you'll, you'll never actually heal. But we are incredible machines at just healing ourselves. So I want to see, are you healing yourself correctly? But more importantly, I also want to know, like, why did you actually get injured? Why, why did you injure your back? Were you gripping and ripping? Or did you set up really well? You've prepped really well but you're just lacking some mobility. So in that sense, like if you're lacking that and weren't doing some grip and ripping, then I'm probably going to say, let's get you in sooner and let's fix this from, from reoccurring. But if you're just like, you know what, I did something dumb um, and it's, it's hurting pretty good. I'm like, okay, let's, let's give it a couple of days. If it's getting worse, then I want you to come see me. I want you to go to a medical professional. Um, that's that, that would be kind of my recommendation. I don't know if that was, that was clear and it's tough to be clear. Like you said, it, it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. Um, the number one thing I will say, if you like, like can't walk, like if you right. like can't sleep, go to the ER. Like that's, those are things like, I, like if you're like completely debilitated, don't just be like, ah, Pat said, I'll get better. Like that, that's where, like, if you're like at a like 10 out of 10 pain, go get some help, please. You know? And, and in that case, like, that's where I'm okay with, you know, maybe an ibuprofen is okay for that. If that, if that helps, but um, you know, I'm very anti pain medication um, just being in my profession, but uh, everybody's a little different. If you can't physically stand the pain, like, and it's the middle of the night, it's okay to take like an ibuprofen. So right. um, I hope that kind of answered your question a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, that was perfect. What's um, another question for you? uh, as a physical therapist and TJ, even for you as a coach, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your guys' thoughts on squatting and deadlifting and how important they are to longevity of training and avoiding future back issues? Um, and, and I'm kind of teeing this up because I, you know, I, I know what my thoughts are on it. Um, I know what I feel. I know I feel like some of these things have saved kind of my, my livelihood. Um, but I'm interested in hearing your guys' professional opinions on it. I'll, I'll let Pat elaborate on this, but if your doctor says to never squat or deadlift again, get a new doctor. Mm -hmm. All right, Pat, you can have, you can have the stage. Pat. No. Uh, so actually I was going to let you go first, but I I'll, I'll take it. I feel like I've just been rambling on a lot. So, um, no, I think that, um, there's two ways to look at it or I don't know if the two ways to look at it is the right way to, to go about it, but We'll say this, if squatting is in the current state causing your pain, you're not going to be able to squat through that, if that makes sense. So for instance, uh, TJ, just today, um, you know, we, we had, I think there were some, some power cleans and then we had some front squats in the workout and, and he, um, you know, looked at me midway through the power cleans. He's like, he's like, he just kind of shook his head. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, like, let's, let's not push through that. Does that mean that he's never going to do power cleans or squats again? No, no. But it just means at this point in time, um, you know, on the opposite end is kind of Nick's story where he was not really doing those things. So adding in deadlifting and squatting and heavy leg work actually basically reduced his back pain. So um, if anybody ever tells you, you shouldn't deadlift, you should never squat, um, you shouldn't be physically active your first answer, you shouldn't eat one, like TJ said, go to somebody else, but you should ask why, 
you know, why should I never do that? And maybe they have an answer. And, and that answer, I wouldn't necessarily say is, is super valid because I'd like to, to talk to that person, but at least ask why. I would, that would be my, my um, response to that. The second part that I was going to maybe kind of dive into a little bit is if you're going to tell me that you can't squat or you can't deadlift, I'm going to ask you, how are you going to get on and off the toilet? How are you going to pick up your kids, grandkids, or pets, or just anything off the ground that you drop? Because those are the two functions. We talk about it um, you know, all the time with functional fitness. How are you going to sit down and stand up um, without using ridiculous amounts of momentum? Or how are you going to bend over and pick stuff up off the ground? You know, Think about little things just like putting your socks on in the morning. You have to be able to get into, um, I'm not saying you squat down to put your socks on, but you usually bend over at the waist to put your socks on you know, that are you never going to put socks on again? No, that's that. So I think, I think if you go around the route, like you do need these movements in life, do you need to have the heaviest deadlift in the world? No. Do you need to squat yes. the heaviest? <laughs> Don't listen to TJ there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, do you need to have the heaviest squat in the world? No. But do you need to better yourself as opposed to just letting it ride? Yeah, absolutely. I think you always need to try to make yourself a little bit better. Good answer, Pat. I, uh, I actually had a consultation. This was probably years back. Um, we were talking, she was talking about how her doctor doesn't want her to squat. And so I said, you know, have a seat next to me and, and, and we'll just continue to chat. Right. And so I, I had her sit down and then I, I asked her to stand up and I'm like, you just did a squat. And so I taught, I went into this whole rambling about like that doctor is wrong. Like doctors can be wrong too. I know you guys, we have some doctors in here. Uh, doctors can be wrong. Um, but I was explaining to her, like you, like our whole goal is for you guys to move well for the rest of your life. Like that's why we do functional fitness. We want to move well forever. And like you said, Pat, getting up off a toilet seat. So, you know, I, I went on that whole tangent. Needless to say, she didn't sign up because I think I rubbed her wrong because uh, I, I devalued her doctor. Um, but it just goes back to the point, like w w we want you to move well through that, you know, full range of motion and, and squat and deadlift are the most functional things you'll ever do. You drop something, you pick it up, you sit down, you stand up. Um, let's do that till we're, we're Barry's age, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sideswiping Barry out of nowhere. Right. Love, love you, Barry. <laughs> There's no chance he listens to podcasts, right? No. He's got a, yeah. He's got a phone. I mean, phone. It, TJ, TJ, on that note, um, my, uh, my grandmother, who is now 92 and lives by herself still up in Oregon, uh, she used to walk the uh, half mile to my uh, aunt and uncle's house and back every day. And after a couple of falls, um, she, uh, she was told by her doctor that not to make that walk by herself anymore, which makes sense. You don't want to walk by yourself at a certain age and then fall and then you're stuck on the freaking side of a, you know, sidewalk or whatever, can't, can't move. Um, so she's asking me for workouts. And I said, Grandma, all I want you to do is get up out of your recliner, sit back into your recliner. She's like, no, I need to do more than that. I said, Grandma, you get out of your recliner, you just sit back down into your recliner. And, you know, it was amazing. Um, she said, that's easy. And I said, okay. Well, then once you can do it without grabbing onto anything, that's when it's easy. And so she, I talked to her a few days later and she's like, honey, I do not know when I lost the ability to stand up without my hands. And so that was her workout. Um, you know, and previously people had said, well, clean the house. But we were worried about it, like tripping over like cords on the vacuum cleaner and stuff like that. But just simple. Again, 92 years old get up out of a recliner, sit back down. She's squatting every single day. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, and that was kind of another point that I was going to get into, you know, there's ways that you can make the the squat and the deadlift, uh, you know, easier and more conducive to improving your back pain. Um, just like you said, get up and down just from a chair. Um, you know, instead of doing that full pull from the ground, we have jerk blocks at the gym. We have, um, racks that you can do rack pulls. You can still get that good hip strengthening. Um, if that's what you need. Um, right. and then of course, you know, you can always, um, continue to do those movements, but improve your mobility TJ. So, um, there's, there's plenty of things that you can do. And I think that not basically just stopping is, is the worst thing that you can do. So, um, I think we kind of took a, a little bit of a, a detour, but we, we kind of came back a little bit in, in the sense that I like the idea of what basically the, the main point that TJ said, he's like, I want people to know, like, if you have a back injury, it's going to be okay. Um, you might have to do some things that aren't so fun. You might have to do some physical therapy. You might have to work on things that you don't normally like to work on, but you can come back from it. I, we all, we all have, you know, Nick's been hitting PRs left and right lately. So for life, let's go. Yep. Hopefully my dog doesn't bark because someone just showed up at the house, but um, use it as a good opportunity. Like one thing that Jess has really helped me, uh, someone who struggled with uh, back injuries herself with high level gymnastics, she suffers from uh, spondylosis. But um, one thing that I, I tell myself when I hurt myself, my back is this is a great opportunity to work on those things you've negated the whole year because you did feel good. You felt strong. Now I'm working on my strict pull-ups and I'm doing all the things that I didn't want to do. Um, so instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Use this as a great opportunity to better yourself. And there goes Murph crying. So <laughs> he's, he's over listening to me. No, I think that's a great point. I think like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a good time to work on, on weaknesses that you, you, you may not necessarily take the time because you're doing stuff like squatting and deadlifting that you really, um, not necessarily enjoy more, but like, you, you know, I, I told this actually to, to Purvis today, nobody likes to post their physical therapy exercises on Instagram but everybody loves throwing a big clean and jerk up there. Like, like, it's just not like, nobody's going to be in there like working on, like working on my hip mobility today and just posting that on their story. Like it's, it's always going to be these glorious PRs or even just glorious fails of lifts. Um, as opposed to being like, yeah, I'm really working on my external rotation torque and, and working, working on good shoulder mechanics. So it's just not, it's not something that happens, but yeah. Maybe one day, bird, maybe one day. Bird dogs and dead bugs don't get the likes on Instagram, but bird dogs and dead bugs get the likes on Instagram later when you're down the road. Right. That's right. Maybe that's what I need to start doing is just posting a bunch of stories of just PT exercises, just flood the market that way. I'm in, let's do I, it. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, appreciate you jumping on. I think, uh, we went on a little journey from statistics to personal stories. It was, uh, it was a good time. Um, and if anybody out there is dealing with some back injuries or anything, let us know, you know, comment. Um, if you listen to iTunes, um, comment with, with questions or, or reach out to us, um, Kansas athletic club on Facebook, you can comment that way. Um, or even me personally, since, you know, I am a physical therapist, um, you can hit me up on, on Facebook, Patrick Chandler or, um, Twitter, man, I don't know if I've ever actually said my Twitter handle out loud. I'm pretty sure it's Chandler PT underscore KC. If that's wrong, I hope I, 
that's just really poor on my part. Same thing on Instagram. So you can find me that way. Uh, Do you want to tell them your MySpace and your Flickr? <laughs> yeah, yeah, MySpace. Uh, I think I have uh, Green Day on as like my my song from. No, uh, no, we'll we'll put some some links in the in the show notes so you you can if if you're if you're struggling with stuff or just have questions, you know, you can you can hit us yeah. up. And, and one last thing, guys, if, if, especially if you come to our gym, um, we know some of our listeners don't work out with us, but if you do and you, if you ever have a, a back issue or you feel like something's, uh, um, you know, doesn't feel right, let us know. Uh, if, there, if there's any staff that's uh, able to scale around a back injury, it's, it, it's us because we've, uh, <laughs> we've dealt with it. Um, and that's kind, of the, that's kind of the thing with getting strong is you're going to deal with little ticky-tacky injuries and, and, and we'll find a way around them to, to continue to get you strong and, uh, and, and better, right? We're, we're always trying to level up. Yep. Grow strong, baby. All right. Well, I think that's all for, for that. Let's, uh, don't forget, rate, subscribe, review, like us, you know, hit that up. If you go. can unsubscribe and then resubscribe, I think we get more, more, uh, points for that. So just, if you're really bored at home listening, just hit unsubscribe and resubscribe like stars. 20 times. Give us all five stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah. All that good stuff. So, um, appreciate you all listening and, uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.